0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680 CJOB.
1: It's been unreal. I got my my family up here, so I've just spent time with them before, and the nerves are getting high, but I mean, it's it's been unreal down here in Nashville. couldn't ask
0: for, for a better team to, to be picked by. There's uh, the latest addition to uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Zach Naring uh, from, uh, uh, well, he's committed to going to uh, Western Michigan uh, University. Um, actually, we had Brock Otten on, uh, speaking about him, who, who joined us yesterday from McKean's. And he tweeted this out: Zach Naring, one of my favorite tier two guys this year, big winner, super athletic, strong skater, north south game, solid upside as he fills out, um, and then he's committed to Western Michigan University uh, in the fall. Um, Andy Murray of Souris Manitoba is going to be his coach there uh, at Western Mich- uh, at Western Michigan, and and uh, Murray actually uh, coached. Um, uh, coached uh, at the school that he he's currently at, which uh, I wrote the name down, and of course through various movings ons here and stuff like that, I forgot what it is. I know it's St. Mary's something. St. Mary's
1: Shattuck St. Shattuck St. Mary's, the yeah. famous high school that produces several NHL players. Yeah. I know it's south None of more the famous cities. than Sidney Crosby went there before joining the Quebec Major Junior. Where League. were you?
0: Uh, <laughs> Where were you when I was getting this ready? He's uh, actually going
1: to play for Sioux Falls of the USHL uh, next season, then going to Western Michigan in 24-25 okay. is his commitment. Year four, uh, I'm, Andy Murray, who did coach him with, uh, spent time with the uh, minor jets there at the Brick tournament.
0: Yeah, of course. And this was actually him uh, speaking about that uh, and his Winnipeg connection.
1: Had a lot of family up there and uh, the connection grew with, with Winnipeg and I, I was fortunate enough to be invited to go up there. And I mean, it's top 10 year olds in the world at that time. So unbelievable experience up there. And, uh, I mean, I got a, a lot of lifelong buddies, uh, cause of that. And I'm super thankful for that opportunity.
0: Uh, there he was. Uh, that's, um, that's, uh, the newest addition to the jets, Zach Naring as well. Uh, a Manitoban actually was just taken off the board. The third Manitoban selected, uh, Carter Sotheran uh, has been taken at 135th, He's going to become a Philadelphia Flyer. He's from Sanford, Manitoba, and uh, spent last year with the Portland Winterhawks. So congratulations to Carter and the family. Uh, still a couple of Manitobans were on the NHL Central scouting list. We'll wait and see uh, if they get picked. But the uh, Carter becoming the third Manitoban taken uh, so far uh, in this draft. The Winnipeg Jets approaching uh, their two fifth-round picks, 146th and 151st uh, overall. So we're going to wait and see. How uh, how how everything uh, uh, kind of comes about here, but that's exciting. And what do you think about the uh, the Colby Barlow pick? I mean, with the first uh, with the first round, 18th overall. See, as things were starting to, to go, Jim, I've I've seen this movie play out with the Winnipeg Jets before. You see a guy start to sort of fall down the list. Colby Barlow projected to go around 10, 11, 12, sort of that sort of region. And much like uh, with the likes of Cole Perfetti, uh, Chaz Lucius, Kyle Connor, um, Brad Lambert, um, the Winnipeg Jets uh, make their pick. And and from what many uh, insiders and people, uh, they're projecting these lists uh, what they said, uh, you know, a, a pretty good pick at 18 for the Winnipeg Jets, uh, Colby Barlow.
1: Yeah, well, and I often, re- you know, do a little research once a pick's made, look, find out about them, but look to the experts like Sam Cosentino or Craig Button. Craig Button loves him and says that if you want to yeah. win in the National Hockey League, you need guys like Colby Barlow. Look, I, I like everything about the pick. Um, I wasn't. I thought maybe they might go Perot, but but uh, when they picked Barlow he is what he is, right? Like he's the youngest captain in the history of the Owen sound attack Mm -hmm. at 17 years old. He was named that team's captain. He's great off the ice. He's a scholastic player of the year, which uh, runs along the line of Adam Lowry, Josh Morrissey, um, Nelson Noje, even Kevin Dayoff, when he was a Brandon Week King as a player, won yeah. the Scholastic Player of the Year. So he's got that hockey smart. But look, Cam, it looks like they've drafted a... Re- like, he's the, a great 18th pick overall. Yeah. Because he's not probably as skilled or dynamic as the top five picks. But after that, he could have gone in the top 10. And when he falls to you at 18, he has all the attributes of being a leader and uh, a goal scorer. He's got a fantastic yeah. shot from what I saw. And then everything I read about him... A guy that's
0: going to go into the go into the areas of the ice. I wonder, and, and I know that the Winnipeg Jets don't approach things like this. They're they're going after the best player. I mean, Mark Hillier even even said I, as much. I think
1: it plays into it though, Cam. No, like, but, but I, I'm I'm
0: saying the way that he he's playing, they're trying to maybe maybe the Winnipeg Jets are sort of learning some lessons here. I think they're going after the the guy that they want. There's no doubt about that. But I think they're looking to grab guys with that have different attributes. When I, I won't say that all their picks early on were, were guys that's played a similar style of game, but I think they're trying to mix it up a little bit more. I think
1: they're looking for leaders. Yeah, I, I think they really are. I think they're looking at when majority.
0: That was a big, that was a big plus for him. Right. As well.
1: And when people say all the time, they need to draft Manitobans or Western Canada guys so that they play, in Canada, I don't buy that at all. I think you buy, take the best player. But what I do buy into is guys like Barlow or Rutger McGorry, it sounds like, no yeah. matter where they play, they're all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, so if he comes in here and, and becomes a you know s- stellar player for the team, there seems to be drafting some loyalty here. And and I think that they do have to consider that now going forward. And I'm I'm not you know, saying that you, you take Jacob Truba and because he's American, he wants out, but it played into it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's where his family was, that's where his fiance wanted to go and stuff. I, who knows? The one thing I will take from this, it, people always say, well, you'll never know, you never know, and you don't. But you do your legwork on this kind of stuff and everything he had to say about playing in Winnipeg is everything you want to hear at 18. What he's like at 25 after six or five years in the organization, he may change every 18 year old may, but it seems like the last two to three years. And I, I don't know this cause we're not in the rooms, but it seems like they're trying to draft some, some quality guys too. Yeah. Right. And they have in the past, like Josh Morrissey, Adam Lowry, Mark Shifley, when he was drafted, is is you know all in and and wants to be a Winnipeg Jet, and he still continues to say that, right? Yeah. Like last year, he said at the end of the year after that loss to Se- or that game against Seattle, you know I'm fr- I was frustrated and I was angry, but I, I owe a lot to the Jets and I want to be a Jet. Now whether that pans out that way, that's one thing. And like I said, you never know what this Colby Barlow or Rutger McGorry is going to be like six or seven years from now. But at, all you can do is draft how they are now. Yeah. And, and how they are now seems to be players that are more than excited to be in the city of Winnipeg and a part of the Jets organization. Now, you might say any kid is. Yeah. That's not true. No. I've talked to 18-year-old kids in major junior hockey, Who's like? Who have already? Say, they'll never say it publicly, but I've said, "Oh man, I hope I don't end up in Edmonton."
0: Yeah, you know, that, or
1: man, I would love if Anaheim drafted me, and I'd be like, "Anaheim's a, a terrible organization right now." And they go, "Yeah, but it's California." Like, yeah, that, all that's you can why, do is that's draft why, the kid that's, now, why, but, yeah,
0: that's why I thought it was important to to ask that question of Gabe Velar- Gabe Vellardi yesterday to see like what what and and you know he's saying all the right things. That's for sure. He's an RFA. Yeah. All this stuff still has to get ironed out.
1: Um, Here's what I was thinking about Gabe Vellardi yesterday. Yeah. People will go always leave in L.A. and his girlfriend's from South Cal and all this, but Gabe Velarde doesn't look at it that way. Gabe Velarde called what he does a job twice in our interview, mm-hmm. and it,
0: it he go he goes where he wanted. He said that two or three times.
1: As he well. has a huge opportunity here. He might come in here after dealing with Todd McClellan, who I think is a really good coach, mm-hmm. but he's not a players' coach. But. Um, I think he had a couple of years of dealing with the Kings organization, living in L.A. and loving the lifestyle. Like he said, going to the beach is cool. But if Gabe Velarde comes in here, automatically gets a top six role, excels and puts up a ton of points and gets a big new contract, he's had that experience already, right? Yeah. And he'll be like, I was in California and blah, blah, blah. And I enjoyed my time there. But this organization is where I've kind of... He you all, know, made my mark. They believed in me more than the Kings have. not saying the Kings didn't believe in him, but yeah. they gave me this opportunity that I felt was owed to me a year prior to blah, blah, blah. Who knows how it all plays out? But there's a great opportunity after listening to to him speak to us yesterday where he goes, you know, I'm here for two to three years and it's been a phenomenal two to three years and I'm now a number one center. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, and he also mentioned as well the fact that that the Kings were, at the time, a team that was really deep. In center prospects, I mean Quentin Byfield, I, so, you know, guy they yeah. took second overall. I mean, there's still Philip Deneau. now. There's now Pierre Luc Dubois that wasn't there before. But you have to think that um, you have to think that you know it's it's a team that's really really deep down the middle, and perhaps he doesn't he didn't feel like he was getting enough, and and now there's there's a big hole here with the Winnipeg Jets. Or maybe they, they the said middle.
1: we see you as a winger. Onze Kopitar, and, and, you know. and, have to think he's going to sign we get some Pierre sort Le of deal Debois, We're going to put you on wing and then you're going to, and he's like, I want to be a center. Like there's just, yep. it's, it's not a foregone conclusion that he'll be here and stuff Or neither is uh, Colby who they just drafted, but I'm just saying like, it seems like they're going out of their way to find And I liked what Gabe Villardi had to say yesterday. Yeah, no, in no. three years from now, he might go, I want out, but in three years from now, he might go extend me. I'm a number one center and I love it here.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I know that there's some there's some fans, and I and I don't think it's the majority, but there's some people out there that uh, based on what's happened over the last little bit, they they think that this is how it's always been with the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, I remember I mean this if we go back four or five years, everybody all the key Jets players, except for you know, Jacob Truba and and Patrick Lonning and stuff like that. But I, I think what gets missed here too, Jim, and we gotta go to a break here. But every team deals with this sort of situation at some point. If a team is looking to retool or rebuild, players move along. They see the writing on the wall and they move along. It just this is this happens no one all way. over the national hockey. All you League.
1: can do is there's no one way. Jacob Trubu was handed the number one D spot, and he left. Yeah. Like, not, so it wasn't about opportunity. Is he the number one guy in,
0: uh, on the right side in New York anymore? Certainly not. He's a
1: captain, but he's not, you know, he's yeah, not he's, Adam he's, Fox. He's behind Adam so, Fox. But yeah, and other players will go, I want opportunity. And other players get opportunity, and, and they want to stay. It's just There's just no one way to do it, but it seems like the last couple of years, I, I like the two draft picks they've made so far, and I, I, I love the Colby pick once I got to read a little bit about him and f- delve into it a bit.
0: Yeah, it's, this is all learning for everybody. I mean... <laughs> Listen, the Winnipeg Jets are on the clock right now. They're going to make their two picks in in pretty short order here uh, at 148, and then that's going to be followed very, very quickly by 151. Uh, That uh, pick they picked up from the New York Rangers. We'll be right back. More Jets at noon and two more Jets prospects coming into the fold when we come back.
1: Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. The Canadian DeMaurio are proud to select David Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then there's a draft room full of Davids going, me? <laughs> Who? We planned it that way. David Reinbacker. Oh, <laughs> Reinbacker.
0: And then he went, and Kerry Price went to sort of at the end.
1: It's like a 50-50 draw where they go, oh, the winning number is zero, zero, 00952. I,
0: I feel for Kerry Price. I'm, I'm sure he was Four.
1: sick to his stomach about that. <laughs> I felt... My heart went out to him. I felt terrible for him. But Reddy did the same thing. Yeah. Why are you doing this with the players? Why get players to do it? I guess They're it's not a cool in management. Moment. No. They're not in the management team. I mean, it's they
0: probably he probably just told him the name like two minutes th- before.
1: Ex- that's my point. Do you yeah. think Carey Price has ever spoken this name when there's a stage full of guys who have probably said his name 50 times each during the year? We'll be right back, David
2: recordreckerbocker jets at noon on 680 cjoB right now 24 degrees at 680 cjoB we're proud to send you back to Jets Reinbacker did he fall at off? noon oh oh there it is uh, we planned yeah. that the little radio that was delay. tough. That was tough TV. That. It,
1: they had to use the button there because the curse words that he was unleashing. That's
0: why it blanked Just stop out having players pick.
1: Reinvacher. It's not even a hard that one That would have made remember. it better if he at least tried. If he would have said, David, wreck
2: and rock a rock a like, right, I'm sure he knew it started with an R, right?
0: Well, the NBA and the NFL. I just felt and bad for him. correct me if I'm wrong here. The The commissioner makes the picks, right?
2: In the first round or first yeah. two rounds, Goodell yeah. definitely does for the. I don't really watch you. Uh, yeah, NBA silver yeah. does too. Yeah, yeah, Sabertown, yeah, yeah. He yeah. yeah, does. Um, I be, like. I'm all for you know, kind of those legacy moments and stuff. And they do that in the NFL. Like they bring former players up in the third round. Like, why <laughs> yeah. is Patrick Marlowe announcing the fourth overall pick? Yeah, I don't and get And they it. called it the first overall pick. No, buddy, that's Chicago's. Sorry. That's, I mean, what are we doing here? This, this is like, crazy. There's a table it's full of people of
1: that would have said that name 50 times a month for the past year. Yeah. And I would every t- one of them would have said that name at least 50 times. And they they don't decide because they don't know he's going to be there. They don't know if he's going to go third or not. So then they're, okay, he's there. They get up and they go, Kerry, it's David Reck and Rock Walker. <laughs> and there he's like, well, okay, yeah, let's go up there. And then it's, it's like, it's, unless the guy's name, even if his name was Joe Smith, he'd be like, Joe, who are we drafting again? I, you just told me a second ago, but I had to walk up I on just can't stage. believe
2: nobody like behind him was like, Reinbacher. Like, why did... Was it was yeah. it Hughes that walked up and behind yeah, him, or yeah, was that yeah, Ken was. Hughes? Yeah. yeah, it was. It, was just, it, it just. It would have bizarre. been a tough organization if somebody would have said, "Say it, you moron! Say it!" <laughs> and and then the uh, Sportsnet, of course, David Reindlacker is the one guy in the first round of the draft that has like the live mic on him. Yeah. So they go to the live mic, and, they, they and really David could... Amber's like, "Congrats!" And he's busy hugging his parents. Like the the whole two minutes was just a tire fire. <laughs> it was pick,
1: awful. <laughs> they picked the right kid to mic. He's clearly not a talker.
2: <laughs> like, why don't they mic Zach Benson? Yeah. I mean, the kid <laughs> yeah. like he was talking to himself the whole way. Guy down. Guy wore a cowboy hat to the draft. Like, yeah. what a beauty! It, 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 I,
1: and David it, probably he wasn't saying anything to the the live mic because he's like, "Was is it me or is it not another David?" I don't know who just yeah, got drafted. You know,
2: this, this is
0: a special moment for these kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's and, what I mean. And you bringing out a player, honestly, it's 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 irrelevant to the fact that this kid just got drafted. He's going up. He's smiling for so the biggest moment, the biggest moment of his life so far. Yeah. I mean, having a player, I don't know, is it better? But its I like, don't is wanna, a player going to be like, man, I really missed out having an NHLer uh, pick my name. That sucks. I
1: don't want to add on because I felt really bad for Carey Price. I, no, really I, yeah, I felt just, terrible his for form, him. Really. It's embarrassing and everything yeah. like that. Um, but you've ruined this kid's draft day. Not intentionally, but <laughs> you're drafted fourth overall. And you're, that audio is going to be there forever. And I mean, for there forever if he would have said the name properly. Like, you're always going to have that. You're going to be 50 years old, and you're going to show your kids that. That's, uh, Absolutely. That's yeah, on the
2: will. PVR at the Reinbacher House. I mean, like name me a first-round pick to over get the last 50 years that oh, doesn't go to YouTube and say, okay. hey, kids, watch this. This was dad when he got drafted.
0: Yeah. And this is Kerry Price. It's Bryce. ruined for him now. <laughs> huh. right. Well, it's, it's definitely interesting. It was, it
1: was interesting. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, so well. just, just stop having players do it. It's stupid. Yeah. I anyways. blame the Montreal Canadiens.
0: They're trying to do something nice for Kerry. They're trying to keep him involved in the organization. He's moved to Kelowna. He's not even in Toronto. He's not even in Montreal. I had anymore. a buddy
1: ask me yesterday, do you think that when that Kings deal for Dubois went down and they said and we'll give you our second round pick, Chevy said, No, no. Give me Montreals. <laughs> do you think he was sticking it to him? And I'm like, Oh, I don't think so,
2: but It'd be cooler if he was. Yeah, man. <laughs> and Absolutely. Um, Calgary's second round pick this year went to four teams and ended up coming back to Calgary in the uh, Tyler Tafur. Yeah, maybe it's the yes, third right. I saw that, yeah, right? Yeah. Columbus, that Columbus is... Jersey, Seattle, and back to Calgary. That pick's been everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> has it ever. Anyway, boys, good All right. stuff. Yeah, okay. thanks, Kyler.
1: Uh, I'm really excited about the 151st selection for the Jets and Thomas Millick, the, uh, yeah. the world junior goalie. He was the guy in Seattle who uh, stopped the... Winnipeg Ice from going on to the Memorial Cup, um, but I don't believe at the World Juniors this year he was the starter and he earned that position and then won the gold medal with uh, Connor Bedard and the rest of the crew there. That's a great pick at that at that selection, 151st overall.
0: Yeah, I mean a great season for him. He's joining uh, Dom De Vicentes with right. the uh, North Bay with ba- the North Bay Battalion as sort of uh, a big part of the of the Jets net uh, net minding prospects who are years away and are going to need a lot of time, as goaltenders do, in in continuing on in junior and then moving on to the AHL as they gain more and more experience. So this brings Uh,
1: me to an interesting point. Okay. You want to hear it? I do. I had a take last night. Um, When I read David Pagnatta's report, who is a friend of the show, shall we say? Yes, very good. say that, yeah. Um, And he put out the information after the draft had ended uh, that basically things have pretty much cooled. Um, oh, on Winnipeg, things have been quiet on the Hellebuck trade front since it's become known he wants nine million plus on an extension. Not much this week on Shifley either, not yet anyway. Mm-hmm. And people were weighing in and this and that and all that. And I said, I thought to myself, maybe the Jets give him the nine mil. This market is not going to support a nine to nine and a half million dollar goalie. And then their report came out, I read, and I forget where. I love to credit where I got it from, and I apologize to whoever um, had the information that said that. I think it was Elliot Friedman, actually. So, I mean, it's not news that I'm stealing or anything, mm-hmm. but said that it's not so much the extension that New Jersey's worried about. It's the $6.2 million this year. They just don't have the room. Yeah. Um, they have $8 million left in cap space right now. So, unless they, and I would assume somebody has to go from that lineup in order to make this trade happen with Winnipeg. But I, so I started thinking and looking at the teams in the cap space. First of all, and let me say this right out of the gate, if I'm Connor Hellebuck and I have a chance to be the New Jersey Devils starting goaltender for the next six to seven years, I take a pay cut. Mm-hmm. I've, made, I've, made, I've made $36 million so far. Instead of getting nine and a half, I'll say, if you can make it seven to seven and a half with, or seven with bonuses, I'm there for the next six years because I think the New Jersey Devils – are the team to beat in the East for the next five to six years?
0: Why not four or five? I mean, if he goes for four and takes uh, a raise, and he's been talking about how badly he wants to win a cup. but cop, it,
1: have to, it won't be at the nine. Is the point? That's what I'm saying. No, he's to be, to be, New Jersey to be as great as they are right now. They need cat. They need him to take. Like he makes six point yeah. two, so they have to move something for two to three mil, and then bring him in at around seven if they can.
0: Yeah, there would be money moved back. To the Jets, if that trade did happen, how much of that? I mean, I, they're not going to be—they're not going to want to get rid of Hughes or Brad or But if or you, if you want to win,
1: and you're asking nine, there's one team that might be interested in me. That I go—I'll take seven, seven and a half. Yeah, and it's New Jersey. But that being said, so this goes around the horn, and there's a ton of goaltenders available, and we mm. all know the names. We know how saturated the market is. People have forgot about Logan Thompson in Vegas. Yeah, and Aiden Hill just got an extension. And when I I say Logan Thompson instead of Ron Berswana, because Logan Thompson's a starting goaltender and a very young one. Mm -hmm. Um, So it might not be the year for any goalie, especially Hellebuck, to be asking nine mil. If you circle the wagons back around August from now, Mm -hmm. and the Jets make another move or two like they did with Dubois, and they go, look, we're really young, younger now, Mm -hmm. we don't have anything coming up significant for another two years when Connor Ehlers-Morrissey is all two, three, four years away.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, We'll give you nine. And we're only doing it for five or six years. And and it's up to him to go, so who's left that can give me nine? And then they look at the teams that can, and it'll be Arizona and maybe Chicago, you know, like that. But the... You know, Boston's not in the market, and and Carolina maybe, but they can't afford anywhere close to nine. Yeah. So you look at the teams that are in contention, because he wants to win. That's what he said, and I believe him when he says that. Yeah. If they can augment this roster a little bit, and the $9 million options are non-playoff teams, can you not circle back in August and go, hey, Connor, we're we're bringing you back to camp because we couldn't find a fit, Mm -hmm. but do you like us enough now? that you see a six-year future here
0: here's uh chevy on on shifley and Hellebuck yesterday
2: they're winnipeg jets and um you know for us they're they're big parts of our organization and um you know we'll look at everything that comes to us but that doesn't necessarily mean we're you know jumping at anything and and uh you know again i, I do you know i, I saw heli at the uh, the awards uh, you know uh, ceremony the other night and, um, you know, again, congratulated him on, you know, obviously, uh, you know, getting to be, you know, where he was to, to, to receive that, uh, you know, nomination honor. And, and uh, you know, I talked to Shanks representatives as well um, over the course of the last couple of days, you know, told them like, look, we're, we're listening, but, you know, obviously it's, it's got to make sense for the Jets because these are good players and these players can help us. Win. Yeah. I wish <laughs> I wish the audio quality
0: is a little bit better at a literal press conference uh following it i no idea why it's that poor but that's just but the what, way do, you, that it what comes do you think in. of
1: that like i mean and i know i don't think it's happening now and i don't think it's happening over the next month but if you go two months here and he doesn't budge off the nine million
0: well then he's not going to be going to a contender that's that's just th- the reality that's, my of point. It. that's the reality so of maybe the situation. you get
1: to august and you've signed a free agent or two you've dealt either shifley wheeler's gone anyway yeah, and you've cleared up some space and go, and then you look at the future, right? Mm-hmm. So Kyle Connor, Nick Ehlers, if everything keeps going the way it's going, they're going to go from six and seven million to eight and nine million. What's coming in? Cole Perfetti. Mm-hmm. You got Morrissey. You got Adam Lowry here. You got some defensemen coming in. You're going to have the Rutgers Magori's, the Chaz Luciusis, all on ELCs in two to three years. Correct. So do you not go? We can give you nine. And of the teams that can give you nine, we're your best shot. Yeah. I mean, and and
0: again, Hellebuck and his agent are going to have to make a decision. Does he want to make Vasilevsky money or does he want to go to a winner? And everything that he's said so far since after uh, during his year ender is he wants to win a cup. He he just did the interview with Luke Fox with Sportsnet. We joined us uh, on Tuesday. He mentioned winning the cup like four or five times in that conversation. So
1: and I don't he's going to have to
0: be willing to go down. But the thing is, if he cuts down his dollars enough, if if Hellebuck goes and says, I'll take seven, seven and a half, it's not just the New Jersey Devils that are coming after him anymore. There's other teams that are going to be interested yes. in him at that, at, at that
1: amount. Fair enough. But yeah. my point is, and I don't say this very often for players, this sucks for Connor Hellebuck. In this market, in this league, he deserves nine million dollars. With a one hundred percent, he really does. He's a nine
0: million dollar goaltender. Absolutely is, but he's not going to get it.
1: But he's not going to get it. No, he's not. And it's not going to. And if he is, it's not going to be a bright future. If, if
0: he had one more year, and we, who knows how much the cap is going to go up next season? But if he had one more year, and teams had another three and a half, four million dollars in their back pocket, which is what the projection is. I think teams would be a little bit more loose.
1: And you know, I don't believe in paying goaltenders $10 million in a cap world. And that's what I think is happening right now. Like it's And look, they see Aiden Hill and they're like, oh, we don't need great goaltending. That is BS. That's total crap. That is total BS. Total crap. Look at the goaltenders that have won the Stanley Cup. And and they're not big names. I get that. Other than Vasilevsky. Yeah. So he's just coming in into a time where in this market, and as good as you are, do you deserve $9 million a year? Yes, you do. Are you going to get it? No way. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think there's a team that this offseason that's going to give him nine million dollars, and I don't know if the Jets would either. But I'm just saying that if things a, another move or two, a key pickup in free agency, do the Jets sort of go? You, we can't do nine, but here's eight and a half. If you want to say six years, I
0: I get a little nervous, and when we look at the at the course of this over August, I think the best course of action. And I'm not speaking about Connor Hellebach as a player. I'm speaking about the Winnipeg Jets as an organization. I think the best thing that they can do is wait this out as it goes to
1: August and things go past free agency. Well, and things, you got the perfect things, GM for that because he know. has more patience and than things simmer. An hourglass. But
0: I can't I can't think that it's good for the team if this if Connor Hallibuck is going to be traded and the Winnipeg Jets are listening, which they've said that they are, um, that this goes into the regular season. I think it's got to be dealt with before because then we're dealing with way too many ifs. So we're dealing with a team that potentially might want to pick them up. Oh, we have an injury in goal. We need to bring in somebody. Oh, our goal... Te- if you know, our goaltending hasn't been as good as we wanted, we think we're a contender. We're a goaltender short. We'll bring in Connor Hallibuck. That's another if. Does he get injured? He's He's very, very... Um, uh, you know, like uh, Connor Hellebuck does not has played as many games because of how well he takes care of himself and how efficient he is in the crease, right? But that's an if. What if he gets injured? That's devastating for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, there's lots of, there's, there's too many ifs in that situation to bring this into the regular season. I, and I don't can't, think the Jets can't, pay him nine. And so if all those reports are correct back, that, you know, you know, like, and if, oh, the ship has sailed, he's not re-signing with Winnipeg, there's no reason that, we we shouldn't believe that that's incorrect and that's not that's not right and that's not what he has said to the Winnipeg Jets if that's true which i believe it is they can't let him walk for nothing
1: so no and they can't like this whole idea that Shifley and and Hellebuck start the season here what if they do and and then uh, yeah. you're not going to get what you can get in the off season at the trade deadline cuz all you're going to get at the trade deadline is futures Nobody's going to send you it's a great a, point. A, like you're not going to send a number one center like Mark Shifley to a team, and they're going to be in contention for the playoffs at the deadline and go. Here's a number two center. No, we don't not. mind alleviate. We're not going to make a hole in our roster. We're trying to add to it and get better yeah. at, at the deadline. Mm-hmm. So I do think this has to happen in the offseason. If they go in a training camp with these guys, you you have to do it by November. Then of the season, you can't be in. A, and then the flip side of that is. Say Gabe Villardi and I, a fellow come in here. They make one more move, and they add somebody else, and they bring in a D-man, and then you got Hellebuck and Shifley here, and February comes around, and you're in a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Then how do you trade them?
0: Well, that's – I mean, there's too many ifs here. That's what I'm saying. There's too many ifs. There's too many scenarios that could play out that are not beneficial to the Winnipeg Jets. That's they, why they I say they, have to, they have to do it in the season. You circle the
1: wagons, and maybe he's not moved by August – and then when you look at it in August, there's three teams that can pay you nine, and none of them are making the playoffs in the next two to three years. Then you go, look, do you want an extension at seven and a half? Yeah. Maybe eight. I doubt eight, but seven and a half. And we've got a playoff roster here, and, and we've got some really good young players coming in. Do you want to be here? I'm just saying, like, when I read that the the market is cooled, it, it's cool to the point that – but I like I said – I'm not Connor Hellebuck, but if I am him, and New Jersey comes knocking, I come off my ass yeah. pretty quick. Let's
0: take a break. Let's come back when when you know David Pegna is saying things have cooled. That to me says he's asking for too much. He wants too much money. We don't have the cap space. Let's see what comes of free agency and look at other options. People and we'll circle back. Yeah, That's and what we're that getting. Is.
1: Lots of texts. that says his playoff performances, and clearly, um, he's too old. You're talking he's about old? a team. You're talking about. A Vesna nominee at 28, 29 years old playing for a team that's in contention for the next three years. I can assure you. 32 will not be too old for Connor Hellebuck.
0: There's no general managers in the National Hockey League that have that perspective on Connor Hellebuck. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.